And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Alex Newman. He is a journalist, educator, author, and is also senior editor of the New American Magazine. Uh, Alex, it's an honor to have you on with us today. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. I um, I was looking around the Internet the other day, always interested in doing interviews and following current news stories, and uh, there is a particular uh, line of story that I'm particularly interested in, and it has to do with uh, UN Agenda 2030, how it affects our farmlands and farming and food supply and all of that. And I, I found some lecture someplace where you were addressing that very issue. So if you're comfortable talking about that today, maybe you can get us started talking about UN agenda and uh, how that ripples back to just small, normal people like myself and our food supply. Sure, happy to, Dan. It's a, it's a subject that I've spent a lot of time covering. Uh, agenda 2030, of course, was was not a... Uh something that happened in a vacuum. It was the the end result of decades of work by the United Nations and its member governments on uh, what they call sustainable development or sustainability. And uh, I usually tell people the simplest way to understand sustainable development, sustainability, is uh, take what God teaches in the Bible and uh, flip it upside down, and you have a pretty good sense of what the ultimate agenda is. So God, of course, established private property. And I think if you follow the sustainable development arguments to their logical conclusion, you end up with what the World Economic Forum, quote-unquote, predicted um, by 2030, which is uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Uh, I don't know if you'll actually be happy, but it's a a nice selling point. But I I think there is a very clear agenda to eliminate private property, especially in land ownership. Um, Actually, one of the earliest sustainability documents, uh, and I covered this in a front-page, above-the-fold article that just appeared in the Epoch Times last week, um, they in 1976, the UN met in Vancouver. They came out with the Vancouver Declaration, and this was one of the first sustainability meetings. And they actually said right in the text, in plain English, that uh, private land ownership is um, is not in is not compatible with sustainable development principles. It's a, it's an instrument of accumulation of wealth, and therefore it contributes to social injustice. And so they said we need public control over all land use, which of course is a Marxist principle. Yes. Um, you keep going and you see they, they are uh, very hostile to uh, the nation state, very hostile to the family unit, very hostile to uh, God's design for marriage. Um, uh, they, they believe that under the principles of sustainability, the government ought to be in charge of educating, discipling, and raising children rather than parents. Uh, they promote the idea that children are bad for the environment and that you should limit uh, the number of children you have, if you have any at all. Of course, God told us to be fruitful and multiply. He told us children are a blessing. So um, when you really boil it down, it, it stops looking like a, an environmental program, and it starts looking like just a, a blatant attack on biblical principles and um, the foundations of Christian society. So Agenda 2030 was the, the end result of this. It was adopted in 2015 by all the governments in the world. It's 17, uh, they call them Sustainable Development Goals, with 169 targets under those 17 goals. And they're pretty open about what they want, right? Uh, wealth redistribution, not just at the national, but at the global level. Uh, vaccines, abortions, and quote-unquote mental health care for everyone. Uh, no one must be left behind. We have to transform the world. Um, and, you know, some of it looks uh, very nice. We're going to get rid of poverty. We're going to get rid of hunger. But I would say those are just window dressing to conceal 
a much more sinister agenda. And as it relates to farming, and I'll stop after this, um, there are numerous points in the SDGs, they call them the Sustainable Development Goals, they call them SDGs for short, um, that relate directly to farming and agriculture. And uh, in every case, what you'll see is uh, it's an attack on the traditional farm, it's an attack on um, productive methods of agricultural production. And um, I, I think what's very clear is that we now have a war on small and medium-sized farmers and ranchers, and that the end goal is to take total control of the food supply, probably with a period of drastic shortages in between, and then uh, transform it into something very different. Uh, and at the end of this, they expect that we'll be eating bugs, uh, insect protein, seaweed. And, and I recognize to somebody who hasn't followed this, that all sounds totally crazy. Um, I, you know, I completely understand right. that. But this is what they themselves say. Yeah, I filed some of it, and I can assure our listeners it is not crazy that this uh, movement is uh, gaining a lot of momentum, and we even see it fleshed out in the Hudson Valley of New York State, where I live. So, uh, yeah, it's very real. Um, I am a big advocate of private land ownership. Uh, I hate the idea of collectivism, communism. Every society that's tried that, that's implemented, has failed, and it's resulted in the deaths of hundreds of millions of people worldwide. And so it's a, it's a major lie when they when they push this stuff and uh, what it is it's it's utopianism isn't it it, it certainly is um and and it, it comes down to worldview right uh, the people pushing this agenda do not have a biblical worldview they do not have a uh, christian perspective on things they have a fundamental misunderstanding of human nature right um at, at least the the people that they would call useful idiots but um yes but yeah, it's it's a very dangerous program, and 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 even you know the justification for this has largely been environmental, right? Humans are destroying the planet, and we're going to save the environment by implementing these sustainability principles. Uh, the the ironic thing, and, and maybe ironic is not the right word, horrific thing, is that these very same principles, when implemented, have resulted in an absolutely destroyed environment. <laughs> uh, you you want to go look at the worst environmental wastelands in the world? Uh, just go pick a communist country. Go look at North Korea. Go look at China. Go look at the former Soviet Union. Go look at Uzbekistan and uh, some of these uh, former member nations of the Soviet Union. What you'll find is total environmental destruction. Because when you don't have private property, when you ignore God's principles, um, nobody ends up caring about the property or the resources. So they get uh, wasted, they get um, uh, raped, they get uh, harnessed to the point that there's nothing left, and then uh, the destruction is left in its wake. Then you want to go look at the places that have the best environment. And uh, you'll notice very quickly that these are also the nations with the greatest amount of economic freedom. Uh, the Switzerland's, the New Zealand's, the Ireland's, the United States, Japan, right? The, the nations that do have respect for private property, the nations that do have, uh, at least did have, relatively free markets and that were based nominally, at least, on biblical principles. Um, the, the difference is like night and day. So the idea that we're going to save the environment by implementing these silly sustainability principles um, is it's cruel. It's ridiculous. It's totally fraudulent. Yeah, the language itself is offensive to me. When somebody starts pushing this language of sustainability, I think, oh, wait a minute. My folks have been here for a long time in America. Uh, it, we were here uh, before the before the Declaration of Independence. Uh, they knew how to farm. They knew how to build things. And in fact, uh, if anything, they had their land taken from them when New York City built a, a reservoir. And my uh, great-grandpa had to move from his good farmland to land that was basically worthless. And uh, no, we... 
this sustainability is is just an outright lie. It really is. And, uh, you know, you see that very clearly at these meetings, right? I, I've been going to the UN's climate summits for well over a decade now. I actually went to the um, uh, 2012 UN Conference on Sustainable Development in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And uh, fun fact, it was chaired by a Chinese communist, Sha uh, Zakung. And um, the ideology on display there is, is so revolting. It's uh, it's anti-human to the core. Yes. Uh, these people are very open about the fact that they think there are way too many people on this planet, that we need drastic reductions in the size of the population. Uh, they're very open about their hostility to freedom. Uh, in fact, they had kids drawing uh, these little posters in Brazil at this UN conference. And uh, the, the poster was of a sick earth with a thermometer sticking out of its mouth. And the, the doctor shows up and diagnoses the problem. He says, uh, oh, I know what you have. You have humans, right, implying that humans are this disease, this plague on Mother Earth. And, uh, and of course, the reality is just the opposite, right? Uh, God put the Earth here for the benefit of people. God provided resources. Uh, and then there's this whole idea that we're going to run out of resources and sustainable development is going to preserve our resources. And, of course, that's been proven false over and over again, just like all the other fundamental presuppositions, right? Uh, you go back to uh, Malthus, Thomas Malthus, the, the uh, quack Brit who said that uh, we were all going to starve to death because our population was growing faster than the food supply. Of course, what he didn't think about was human ingenuity. God gave us brains. <laughs> God gave us minds so that we could come up with better methods of farming, so that we could come up with new ways of uh, expanding our supply of resources. And so, you know, over over 100 years ago, there was this big hysteria about uh, we were going to run out of whale oil, right? Oh, no, what are we going to do when there's no more whales to have whale oil? Well, uh, that became a moot point because as the price of whale oil increased as the supply of whales decreased, uh, what happened? Investment flowed into alternatives. And pretty soon we figured out that uh, we can use electricity and, and uh, hydrocarbon fuels. And, uh, you know, whale oil became a total non-issue. Right? And, and that's the yeah. case with all of these things. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I, I'm glad you got into the area of children and having children and how important um, increasing our population is. Uh, this world, uh, dear Christian listener out there, this world is nowhere near overpopulated. Uh, God has given us a mandate, and uh, he expects us to fulfill it, and he'll give us the means to fulfill it. And And Alex is absolutely right that, that human beings really are our greatest resource, if you want to even call them that. It's kind of crass. But um, humans create things, and their work, they produce things. And Alex, I, I'm seeing a tendency right now uh, under our current leadership to discourage hard work, to discourage people from going out and getting a job, and even a second job if necessary. Um, what, what's going on at, at that level, I wonder, where they're discouraging work almost? Yeah, and, and it goes right back to what I was saying about sustainable development just being a total inversion of biblical principles. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote uh, very clearly that if someone doesn't want to work, they shouldn't eat. Right? <laughs> That's a pretty good motivator. It's to get true. You I off laugh at it. I laugh at it, but it's so much in your face. You would think, how could one of the greatest Christian men in history ever write something like that? But you know what? He was quote unquote dead serious, pun intended. <laughs> right. Um, and we need to get back to that. You know, and that, that doesn't mean that an orphan or a widow isn't entitled no. to support from the church and from other Christians. Of course, we, you know, we have an obligation to support them. But if you're an able-bodied man and you're sitting around waiting to collect your welfare check, 
uh, we've got a problem, right? That that is it's oh, uh, yeah. disgusting, and and it's it's bad for the individuals too. You know, there's something incredibly demoralizing about existing through uh, the labor of others forcibly confiscated by a middleman. In this case, the government. Um, it's demoralizing. It's degrading. It's it's not. Uh, something that is fitting for a free human being made in the image of God. You, like you said, God gave us a mandate. God told us to work, right? That was one of our jobs. We're supposed to work. <laughs> We're supposed to care for the planet. Yes. We're supposed to uh, produce things and put our minds and, and our labor toward productive ends. And uh, and we need to get back to that. But then you look at the arguments that they're making, and you're exactly right. They are discouraging work. In fact, when the original draft of the Green New Deal was leaked out of AOC's office, uh, one of the things in there was that you should be getting a salary whether you work or not. Um, what do you mean? That That's crazy. But that's yeah. where they're going now. They're telling us that we're all going to be out of a job because of the robots and the computers. But don't worry. Uh, Big Brother government's going to give you a, a check. You'll get a <laughs> universal basic income. And I say it's like the cheese in the mousetrap. Beware, folks. It really is well put. Today we're talking with Alex Newman. And uh, it's so refreshing to hear this from a younger man. You may not think of yourself as younger, but I do compared to you. And uh, thank God for people like you, Alex. Um, if someone wants to read more of your – we're not done yet, but I just before I forget, if somebody wants to read more of your work, where can they go online? Well, I appreciate it. I'm the senior editor at thenewamerican.com. Uh, we have a print magazine that goes out twice every month. Uh, I have my own personal website. It's at libertysentinel.org. Sentinel is S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L, sentinel.org. And then uh, I contribute to a lot of different publications, including the Epoch Times, the Law Enforcement Intelligence Brief, which, you know, that's mostly for people in law enforcement. But I write for a lot of different publications. And, uh, again, my personal homepage is libertysentinel.org. I put up uh, an eclectic mix of things. And then I have a daily TV show that I do called The Sentinel Report, which is available through a number of platforms. Oh, that's neat. Now, if we were into TV, I would want to pick that up. <laughs> uh, where do we go from here? Um, I always like to point towards solutions, and in the gospel, there's wonderful solutions, that's for sure. Um, we believe that God's law applies to all areas of life, actually. But, Alex, going forward, um seems that one of the things is the very heart of man that, that needs uh conversion and reformation and and start thinking God's thoughts after him no it's exactly right and uh, and this goes back to what i was saying earlier about the the sustainable development movement really has a fundamental misunderstanding about the nature of man and we see this in the people who design the public school system we see this in the people uh, who occupy positions of power in academia and government right this this mistaken view that man is innately good and and all the problems come from you know, uh, social issues and, and uh, a lack of enough government education or a lack of enough government welfare, when uh, in reality, God tells us the heart of man is desperately wicked. Mm, <laughs> and there's only yeah. one solution to that, right? It's not more government welfare. It's not more government so-called education. It's Jesus Christ. So, uh, we, you know, we if we are going to recover the foundations of our society, there, there really is only one way to do that, and that is to proclaim the gospel and for people to understand that uh, the Bible is, in fact, the perfect, inerrant, inspired Word of God, and uh, and that, as you pointed out, it applies to all areas, right? The reason our yeah. families are off the rails is because we haven't been looking to the instruction manual provided by the one who created family. The reason our government is so out of control is because we haven't been looking to the instruction manual provided by the one who instituted civil government. Um, so if we want to um, kind of restore basic 
principles of, of Christian civilization. It's going to involve, by definition, going back to the Bible, going back to the Word of God, going back to the morality that God has outlined in there for us, and um, and there is no shortcut. So, Yeah, that's so true. I was watching a short video. I didn't get all the way through it um, earlier this morning. It was from the guys that produced the Fight, Laugh, Feast seminar, or whatever it's called. I'm kind of new to it. But uh, this guy that they had several years ago as a, as a guest speaker was uh, encouraging uh, the folks there to read the Word of God. And I mean really read it and, and read it through and, and chew on it and really spend time in the Word of God. And I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm short on that myself, although I love the Word of God. But it's so important to have that regular time of ingesting God's food for your soul, and, and as the Holy Spirit uses that, he'll, he'll direct you into even even more um, good ways that he has for you. Now, let, let's talk about um, uh, education just a little bit. Now, you have an education. What, what's your background, Alex Newman? <laughs> How did you get to this point in your life? Um, w- were you always this way? Uh, no, in fact, I was uh, very different. In fact, as a as a youth, I was um, really headed down the wrong path in, in almost every way you can imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, just totally, totally off the rails. Uh, I grew up uh, in lots of different countries. I lived in eight different countries on four continents and wow. went to um, international schools and uh, very, very secular, very globalist-minded, um, you know, almost nothing of the Bible or Christianity. Uh, and so I was saturated in that. It wasn't until I was 21 that uh, the Holy Spirit got hold of me and and uh, showed me the fact that the Bible was true and the Bible was real. And uh, you know, from there it was a, a long process of um, you know learning what the Bible actually says. You know, it's, an, it's one thing to know that the Bible is the Word of God. It's another thing to understand and, yeah. and know what it actually says. Uh, so that was a very long process, years and years of. Uh, expunging unbiblical thinking. I mean, it, it was. It took years before I realized that uh, you know I had been sold a bill of goods on evolution, things right. like that. But um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how that happens. So. Well, the new birth is definitely a miracle. God, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit opens our eyes. Yeah, I think of uh, even uh, like Paul the apostle, or he became that. Uh, it took a miracle in his life where where God had to take the blinders off, as it were, and he was so so much against the gospel. And then once God worked in his heart, you saw a new man. Yep. <laughs> what a difference. Um, what about that uh, parent out there today, Alex, that um, is, you know, we're, we're living in a semi-socialist environment right now, uh, even though we're supposed to be a constitutional republic. And so our freedoms are being chipped away at, and it, and it really hurts the Christian family. Now, what about that person that's there, and he's got children, she's got children, and she and they're they're a young age, and they're they're thinking, you know, ideally, I I really want to, I want to homeschool, or ideally, I want a uh, private school, but I can't afford it, I don't have the time, or da 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 da. Any any advice for that person today? Yeah, I would say don't make excuses. Um, you know, when someone tells me they can't afford it, I say you can't afford not to. Okay, and I'm I'm not kidding. Uh, The the data speaks loud and clear. Something like 80, maybe more uh, percent of Christian children who come from Christian families, Christian homes, married Christian parents, uh, will leave the faith, will leave the church after 12 years in a government indoctrination center. Um, You know, read your Bible. I I think the Bible is crystal clear about 
uh, education about discipleship. That is the responsibility of parents, not Caesar, not yep. the government. Um, it's it's just uh, I, I think it's one of the roots of so many of the problems that we're dealing with now as a society is that Christians have handed their children over for generations now to a godless pagan indoctrination system that ignores or or even ridicules the word of God. Um, and you know, our, our Lord gave us two very, very specific statements. Uh, it's quoted in Luke and it's quoted in Matthew. Um, if you are not with me, you are against me. And we can apply that to any person, institution, whatever it is. And um, I think we just need to use that litmus test when we look at education. Are the public schools with Christ? And we all know the answer to that. The answer is no. They are clearly clearly not uh that leaves one option right uh and and you know then you come up then you, you see some christian parents come up with others as well i need my kids to be salt and light i need my kids to be missionaries uh and, and i'm sorry but uh, you know if you believe the bible the bible says we're in a spiritual war satan wants your children and uh, you do not send an untrained undiscipled child soldier into the heat of battle it's yeah. preposterous right they, they need to be properly uh, discipled educated trained at home by their parents uh, with assistance from the church and uh, then they can go out into the world and proclaim the gospel and be a witness and be salt and light, but not when they're young children. The only thing that's going to happen is then uh, the godless system is going to disciple your children. And, you know, I, I tell people homeschooling is not going to save your children. Jesus Christ saves your children. Right. But in especially in today's world, I think it, it, it's almost impossible to faithfully fulfill our responsibilities to God and to our family and still send our children to Caesar's indoctrination centers. And I know that sounds harsh, and I know a lot of people out there are listening to this and they're all mad at me, but um, spend some time in the Word of God, pray about these things, and then uh, look at what's happening in the public schools and tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Good point. Well, we got got two or three minutes left. Um, what else should we cover related to UN Agenda 2030, how to how to basically save our society from falling into this very deep pit that we may never get out of. Well, the U.N. itself understands that education is actually the critical component of this agenda. Uh, they said it over and over and over again. Uh, in Agenda 2030, you can go to goal number four, uh, which deals with education, and you'll see that they expect your children to be so brainwashed they won't just submit to this uh, ideology, sustainable development. They'll actually actively promote it. Mm. Um, if you go back uh, to Agenda 21, which was signed in 1992, it's a U.N. agreement by uh, every national government in the world, basically, signed uh, on behalf of the United States by George H.W. Bush. Uh, chapter 36 is the chapter where they outline their designs for education, and they tell you right there, education, as they define education, is critical to sustainable development. They say it's indispensable for giving children the right attitudes. They say it has to include spirituality education, wow. and they're not kidding. Uh, so I think education is really the key. Are children going to be educated and discipled by their parents and the church in the way that God has commanded us, or are we going to let uh, public schools uh, following UN agendas um, disciple our children. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what it comes down to. And and on a broader scale, you know, we I, I think we need to get out of the United Nations. There's a great bill in Congress right now, the American Sovereignty Restoration Act, to get us out. Um, I think that, uh, you know, that, that really should be one of the end goals is to get us out of this mess that we're in uh, through all these international institutions. But it's, uh, it's a long way off. 
So yeah, it is a long way off, or so it seems anyway. <laughs> so so was the reversal of Roe v. Wade at the federal level, and yet here we are today. It's it's kind of a miracle in and of itself. Uh, yeah. Years ago, my my father, future father in law at the time. Uh, he had a bumper sticker on his on his car. It said, uh, "Get us out of the UN." And uh, I, little did I know that I would come to adopt that conviction myself later in life. I I am absolutely convinced that it is evil for us to be part of the UN as the United States of America as a constitutional republic founded on Christian principles. So uh, I I agree with you uh, completely. Um, minute left. Uh, why don't you wrap it up with any thoughts of encouragement for us, uh, Alex Newman? Uh, well, thank you so much for having me, Dan. I really appreciate it. I hope people will uh, be on their knees in prayer, be reading the Word of God. Um, you know, we're in an incredible time right now. It's amazing that God chose to to put us here at this time in this place, and um, we've got a, a big responsibility on our shoulders. And you know, who, to whom much has been given, much is expected, and so that applies to all of us. We're we're in the richest and most powerful society that has existed, and um, you know, we we've got to be serious about taking our responsibility seriously, proclaiming the truth, proclaiming the word of God, resisting and exposing and reproving evil. And, uh, you know, I think that begins in the home. That begins with our families and our children. So thanks again, Dan, for having me. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Well, Alex, God bless you, my brother. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.